It's that time again. Theology in the Streets podcast where no topic goes untouched. It's your boy, late to the game, a.k.a. Pastor Lou. And I got right next to me on my left. Illmatic, bar jammer, son of grace, with the red Nike sweatsuit, and a grateful hat with the Nike shoes that match. Theology. I guess he, you know, he trying to show himself off <laughs> via audio. <laughs> ain't nobody seeing him. Y'all was at me. Y'all was at me. <laughs> yo, yo, what I got? I got right across from me. You got your boy, Kirk Classic, back in the building, baby. <laughs> and I got, yo, sitting kitty corner to me. Chino Chin, the barber, a.k.a. the whisperer. <laughs> <laughs> yo, Chino, we need you to talk up louder, bro. You know what I'm yeah, yeah, my bad. Turn, turn me up, Dave. Yo, 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 yo. Listen, uh... Where your father at, Illmatic? Man, he, he, I don't know where he this at. Dude, yo, this dude has yeah. been on. Yo, he a fan now. He no longer part yeah. of Task Crew, bro. That's what he is. He's just a fan listening. He ain't even part of the crew no more because he just don't show up. What in the world? Well, unless, like, don't say Leche. Leche. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Leche, bro. He, he know what it is. We're not talking about Trump no more. Hold on, bro. Speaking of Trump. Hold on. Speaking of Trump, you know Dave edited the Trump statement that I made out last week, right? Oh, you he did? He edited it out. Oh. No. Got, you, 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 you didn't edit you, it out? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I, didn't, right. Right. I was about to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I thought the cuss and apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yo, okay. I thought because right, I thought right. it was the highlight of the episode. You know what I'm oh, saying? You got an inward focus, <laughs> not that outward focus. I'm kidding. Nah, I'm kidding. man. Listen, yo, Jamma Jugs, man. You you, you slacking, bro? You gotta get back on it. And uh, Big Zeke, I don't know how I think he working. And uh, you know, Don Daughter, he doing his thing, man. He work. You know, he got businesses and stuff like that. He, he too busy for us now, but uh, he's still listening. All right, let's get in it, man. Um, part three. Part three of our series, uh, people who have walked away from faith or why they have walked away from Christianity. And uh, today we have uh, someone joining us uh, that's actually family to Illmatic and Jamma Jugs. Um, introduce yourself. My name is Diary. I am the oldest, so I'm the one that set it off. For this generation of the Vargas line. All right, all right. Representing, <laughs> representing Jamma Jugs over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dari, now, uh, obviously, how? I don't even tell us how old, but you're the oldest. What's the age gap between the little brother that's right next to me? Um, I honestly don't remember how old he is. <laughs> <laughs> I just I'll remember be- his birthday, so that's all that okay, matters. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, that's it. I think, I I think it's three years. <laughs> Three years, okay. yeah, yeah, three, three years. years. Right, so okay. it's not too bad. But he, yeah, so yeah. he annoyed you when he was when you, he was coming up. Oh nah, nah, actually, nah. He, he that's was... part of the story. She's your favorite brother. <laughs> I appreciate that. Well, yeah. Daria, thank you for coming and being part of the show. Um, just be transparent. Uh, we want to hear your story. Like, what's your background when you you're no longer in the faith, no longer walking in Christianity? So that means you stepped away from it. Tell us, how did you come about Christianity in, be- in the beginning? Well, I was actually raised in church. Okay. Uh, my grandmother on my mother's side, uh, she was a treasurer in the church. So she was like, you know, one of the top peoples in the church. Uh, so I've actually known about religion my whole life. Um, 
So she, uh, it was a Pentecostal church. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up Pentecostal. Um, and then around the time that I became, well, that I went to high school, that's when I, when I actively was like, this ain't really my thing. But prior to that, like, throughout my whole time and um and my grandmother's church I've uh, I've I've always questioned things that that were taught okay um and I was unprovoked you yeah. know like I had no outside influences like just questions right right like yeah. it's just just me being the inquisitive child that I am like mm-hmm. but this doesn't make sense mm-hmm. or like but why would you know what I'm saying yeah, so yeah. I started high school and then as as I as I said, that's when I actively like I started stepping away. Okay. Yeah. Um, but when you were a kid, like going, you know, I don't know how, how how young, but even probably adolescence, and then before you get into high school, what was like your belief in God? Was it strong? Was it always questioning? Well, I believed in God. I okay. always questioned the 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 interpretation of the Bible. Okay. Even as a kid? Even as a kid. Okay. All right. uh, but I always, and still to this day, like, I, I'm technically not associated with a religion, but I still believe there's a God. I still believe there's so kind something of a, beyond so us. So your current position is kind of like a theist. Like, you just, not atheist, but a theist. In other words, there's something, or agnostic, there's something there. I'll take the agnostic because okay. I, I've, and, uh, you know, you'll hear this throughout my story. Yeah. I've, I've had the time and I've taken the time to study other religions. Um, and I feel like at this point in my life, I picked all the best parts of everything okay. and created my own way of living. Okay. You all know right. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All right. Um, okay, so coming back though, coming back now, you, you, you get into high school and you got these questions about interpreting, you know, maybe some of the way things were interpreted in scripture um, question maybe some certain things is going on in the church. I don't know. What was some of these things without you know giving out names or anything? Um, what was just some of the things that made you like I don't know about this? Well, I've always had a problem with the um, with the story about Jesus. Okay. That that was one of the things that always stood out to me. Like I just didn't understand like the logic behind. Elevating him to God's level mm. when, if I remember correctly, in Exodus, that's when they talk about the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. One of the commandments is don't praise any idol yeah. besides me or something like that. And I'm no disrespect for not uh, remembering the passage verbatim. But, no, you're good. Um, so it was that, like, why, why elevate Jesus to God level when he said X, Y, Z? before so you're saying i have to pray through this guy to talk to god like why can't i just talk to god straight yeah well i gotta go through this guy okay you know what i'm saying like so that that was really my main thing so there was there was an issue with the identity of christ then for you right how christian not even just christians like Baptist, I don't know if it's, if it's all under the same umbrella. Yeah, but, different visited, denominations, exactly, but for the exactly. core of, of, of Christianity, we, right, we, we all like kind of agree. Everybody kind of shares the, you know, Jesus is the Messiah, he's coming back. And 
you know, we have to praise Jesus. Yeah. And we have to go through him before we can get to the main guy. God, the, God the Father. I hear what you right. yeah. So, so that was a struggle for you then, right? To it, just that that was the the main struggle for me okay. because like and like I said, I was always inquisitive. Yeah. So I, I've always asked questions and I've I've always had the ability to hear somebody out mm-hmm. and not just cut them off, you know. Can I, can I ask a question? So like when, as a child growing up in the church, and I I, I do wanna I do kind of want you to break down like the family history because you know the audience and I don't think everybody here they don't even know the family history like when we when we actually met you know, you know what I'm saying like how you know growing up what was your living situation I want you to talk about all that because I think that has a part to do with um with where you're at today, but. When growing up, when you did have questions, what was the response from people in the church mm-hmm. towards those questions? Basically, that the Bible said what it said, and if you don't believe what it said, you're going to hell. Oh, dang. Just, just straight, simple like that. And then another thing, too, like, according to Pentecostals, everybody else is going to hell but the Pentecostals. <laughs> so <laughs> even if, even, even yeah. if you're a Baptist, uh, yeah, Seventh-day Evangelist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to hell because you're not Pentecostal. I see. Even though everybody's reading the same book. Yeah, that, and so, in a sense, there's a there's a warped experience. Even though mm-hmm. I would say intentions may even be right in that, though they are wrong, mm-hmm. you, you're experiencing something warped. Okay. All right. Um, what else? Like pinpointing, like just besides the, the, the identity of Jesus... And then in your questioning, they're just telling you, this is what we believe. This is, you just got to do it. What, how did that make you feel? Like I didn't have a choice, even though according to the Bible, God gave us free choice okay. or free will, however it's stated. Conflicting message then. Mm, yeah, right. Okay. So it's like, you guys say this, but we do this, you know. Let me ask you: Were you were you at all at all reprimanded in any way? Nah, because okay. uh, like I said, like I gave it a chance. You know, I went to Sunday school. Uh, I believe uh, the church days on Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. were either for the kids or for the teenagers. So yeah. my grandmother was a treasurer of the church, so she had to be to church mm-hmm. every single day. And I lived hey, with her, hey. so guess where hey, I was hey, <laughs> there hey. every day. Hey, hey. You know, so. I feel like foundationally speaking, like I had my information and I made a educated Mm -hmm. decision when I did decide to like see what else is out there. Okay. Let me ask you, with your grandma, yo, jump in, fellas, because I got questions that's popping in my brain left Mm -hmm. and right. So, but with your grandma, like it's one thing to make somebody go to church. It's another thing to spend time with let's say your child and instruct them did you ever have that opportunity with yeah i did like yeah. me and my grandmother always had a yeah. relationship and we have an amazing relationship now awesome. so it's i don't despise her or anything yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know at this point in our lives we have our differences and opinions when it comes to religion but at the end of the day i'm her first granddaughter she's my grandmother yeah she loves you yeah and yeah like but did she so, like even when you were young? Did she did she spend the time? And even I'm gonna be honest with you, that's not her responsibility. But because she was raising you, she would have had to take that responsibility. 
did she spend the time outside of the church setting to actually teach you about God? Not teach, more okay. like answer my question. See, no, because I have a similar experience as far as my grandmother raised me and made me go to church when I was little, right? right. So, but I never had that experience from her directly where she like sat down and taught me about who God is. Now, for me personally, now I do that with my kids. They eventually gonna have to make their decision when they get older, but I'm specifically proactive in that area with the thinking that that don't fall on the church to teach people. I mean, it does, but when it comes to the kids, it's my responsibility as a father. In fact, biblically, that's what it teaches. But, all right, so um, before we move forward, any questions from you, from the brothers here? You got a question, Ching? I got more of a statement. I, I know back when I was growing up, uh, there was a lot of issues with Pentecostal. Yeah. I mean, I, June, I know June, Steve, Rivas, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? They're big Pentecostal, you know what I mean? But, um, Spanish Pentecostal, we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's, let's clarify that. That was at, like I thought, you know what I mean? That was at hard. Holiness, Spanish Pentecostal church. Yeah, like, real, straight legalistic. Real, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I, I, I see where this is kind of going. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I want Dari to just, so give us a background on who you are. So, you grew up in the church. What what was what was your household like? Because I don't really know your story. You know what I'm saying. So mm -hmm. I'm asking. This is all fresh to me. So I want to know how your life was. You know, details, but at the same time, concise and summarized up to high school, <coughs> to the point where you know, give us, give us, a, 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 you know, give us the story, give us the background, give us the the picture that we can look at. You know what I mean on your life. Well, just a just a quick synopsis. Yes, I feel like I'm too old. I'm too old to be rehashing past traumas that. I've already gotten over. Okay. Um, so to make a very, very long story short, um, my grandmother raised me until my mom decided to uh, step in. Um, and then from there, I lived with my mother. Um, she also was raised in a church, but when she um, started raising me, she wasn't in the church at the time. Um, How old were you when, you, when, you, when your mother stepped in to ra start raising you? Like seven, eight. Oh my gosh. Um, I was seven because I remember the first time I ever met my father, I was seven. I lived on Avenue C. Um, and then my dad came and picked me up for a weekend. And then that was the first and last time I saw him until I was a teenager. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I lived with my mom's. Um, and then I met my dad when I was 15. Yeah, that's a long. That's a lot of life to live. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah. life to live. I know, and I remember you used to talk about um, at the time your mother's uh, boyfriend or husband, your stepdad, who, whose feet used to smell like uh, parmesan. <laughs> that's why she hates parmesan cheese. So <laughs> inside joke, yeah, man, no, I'm not, <laughs> not even exaggerating. Either. So, what was that experience like for you growing up in a in a house um, and like? Because I, I remember you told me, you know, and I hope this is okay, you know. Um, I remember you telling me, like, you know, uh, Wally's dad used to come pick him up, and he used to make little slick comments towards you and yeah. about your father. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time, you had a stepdad in the house where, like, he 
he he was kind of a jerk, you know what I mean? Um, and then I know you and your mother's relationship was kind of rocky. You know, y'all used to bump heads a lot. Um, and so ha with all that being said, when you were living with your mom from 7 to 15 in that period, dealing with all of that, where was the church in your life at the time? Where was your uh, your grandparents who are, are who are believers and like how did they you know affect your life well even when i moved in with my mom we still went to church i don't remember exactly how that arrangement happened because i do remember at some points that my grandmother would pick us up from my mom's house and then there was some weeks where we were back living with my grandmother you know what i'm saying so i i don't know exactly the circumstances of how that happened but she always she always pushed the the agenda and then she was living her life you know what i'm saying so we'll go to church and she's having a little party with some friends and they drinking you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. so it's like if i'm living with you now mm. why are you making me go to church and you're doing everything the opposite of church mm. so that that never sat right with me either yeah. it's like yeah. so is this just busy time like are you just it's just like are do we really believe this like what's going on mm. yeah it seems mm. like you you also have some um external questions apart from um questions that you have that come from within the faith meaning like what was taught things like that but there seem to be some external questions that may stem from you know just experience at home you know, society life and so on and so forth. So kind of give us uh, um, some of those questions that maybe you, you've been wrestling with or you were wrestling with at that time that kind of drew you away. Well, that was also around the time I started rapping. I was nine years old when I wrote my first rap. So obviously the content of hip-hop in the 90s was, was far from, mm -hmm. you know, the the most religious you got was DMX in the nineties. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's oh. <laughs> so that also played into why I wanted to step away from the church because I wanted it to be a rapper. Mm -hmm. And nobody's talking about no Jesus yeah. and all that in the raps, and that wasn't even my thing either. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because prior to any of that like I said I've always had like this nagging thing inside of me like this doesn't sit right with me yeah. you know what I'm saying so um yeah. yeah so so like what Kurt said like did you have any questions like outside of the faith like you know like you know you you, you identify as an agnostic so I'm assuming that at the time that all this was happening, you you kind of had an agnostic point of view, in the sense that like yo, I don't no. really believe this or mm, not no. not really because yeah. I'm seven, eight, nine years old. Yeah, yeah. All you know are your parents or mm -hmm. whomever raised you. So what they said go. So I had these underlying doubts and questions deep down inside, but I never really like let it bubble over in a sense where I just like blatantly like started disrespecting it yeah, yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying and I feel like the only reason why in high school I was able to start 
me walking away is because when I got to high school, my grandmother stopped enforcing it so much, and so did my mom. So it was like, okay, so I really don't got to do this. And, you know, Pentecostals, the women, they have to wear skirts all the time. <laughs> you was so, that? You was that? So, yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> Guess what happened in high school? I got my first pair of jeans. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, man. I'm out here. I'm popping. Like, oh, that. this is the world. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm free. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Ain't that something, though? Like, because, like I said, I grew up in that same kind of mindset. And it's, the, it's this notion that when legalism, and legalism is sim- simply this, uh, just to try to get that definition out there, it is dogmas or teachings and instructions from the church or any kind of authoritative uh, uh, you know, congregation or group of people um, where does not source from the authority of Scripture. Okay, so... They're traditions of men, in a sense, and they bind them on people, and in a sense, they use it as a fear tactic, and what happens with people is that I got to live like this so I could be right with God. That's not the gospel, okay? Mm -hmm. But having that experience, I remember when I told my grandmother, it was like, I ain't going back to church, and she just looked at me. I was like 12, 13 years old, and she just looked at me like there was nothing she could do. I was already in my ways and um i had the same mindset i'm free i'm free i could do whatever i want now that's a twisted way of thinking though i I say that now looking at now that i'm a pastor and understanding the 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 scriptures and the gospel a little bit clearer it's a twisted way of thinking in the sense that the freedom is actually in christ and i know you may not agree with this dark but i'm just saying you're saying this for the listeners out there the freedom is actually in Christ when applied properly. We've mm. been having this discussion between the fellows in our text chats and stuff like this. If you got right belief but have wrong practice, man, you are messed up. Mm-hmm. In fact, Jesus, coming back mm-hmm. to Jesus, he he reprimanded the religious leaders of the days and called the Pharisees over and over again hypocrites mm-hmm. because they had the right belief but the wrong practice. And that's no different today. Amen. All right, so, yes. all right, you you leave, right? You make that decision. They're not enforcing you any longer. You got this kind of, I'm free. Was there any conviction, though, when you started walking in your supposed freedom? Like, like I feel bad doing any of this? Or you just like, man, I don't care. I'm going to just do whatever I want to do. Uh, nah, I, I, I did feel guilty, but I think that was mainly because I was raised X amount of years okay. being taught X, Y, Z, and now I'm doing A, B, C. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So it was it was more of a sense that I'm disrespecting my grandmother I feel you. instead of disrespecting mm, yeah. the church. You know what I'm, I'm saying? It was, it was more so because I've, like, me and my grandmother's bond is strong. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so that's what mattered to me was letting her down okay okay so um do you think if you would have stayed with your grandmother that things would have went differently i think it just would have been prolonged my decision mm-hmm. would have been prolonged because who's to say that what i what i experienced in high school wouldn't have happened you know what i'm saying right, so right so i, I want to get to you know <clears throat> why you left because uh, you know it doesn't 
there's no clear, real answer to why you left. Like, what, what really caused you to say, okay, you know what, I'm not feeling this. This, this doesn't seem for me. But what was it? What, you know, what I'm saying, what issues were you grappling with that that led you to make that decision? Like, nah, this ain't for me. Yeah, listen. Before you answer that, because there, there's so many people out there, we all go through a, a, a time of that. You yeah. mean where right, right. you know, like the prodigal? You mean we mm-hmm. all kind of leave? What's what's your? I mean, it, if I were to give my answer now, we'd just be ending my story, because there are many events that played into mm-hmm. where I got to. Like, well, I don't know. Talk- if, Talk about those events. Let's hear those events. Okay. And, yeah, so, so let's if tell we're us just going to, because you wanted to go into background. So, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'm grappling with that. Uh, I don't know if you told them, but I'm gay. Yeah, no, okay. Yeah, okay. We don't know. Yeah, he told so, us that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm basically banished to hell no matter what I do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And me and David actually, you know, spoke a little bit about this yesterday. And it's like, if I got 99 things right going for me, why is the one thing going to be the thing yeah. to ban me from hell? Like, that, 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 that's not fair to me. Okay. So, that, so when, when I identified and accepted that about myself in high school. Okay. That was really like the point where I'm like, well, I kind of really don't have a choice because I know what I like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't feel like I should have to sacrifice what I like to satisfy a, a belief system. And we technically don't know what happens after we die. So who's to say that when we die, there really is a set of pearly gates waiting for us? Mm-hmm. Or what if we're just like dead, dead, like we just die and that's it and that's all? Yeah, just you know what I'm saying? Existing. Right, yeah. like, no, I what? know I remember blackness while I was a baby. Like, I'm sure that's everybody's first memory is just blackness before your memory started developing. Oh, okay, you know what, what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, yeah, it's just, so, yeah, you just... At right. three years old, that's my earliest memory before that is <laughs> right. just, I was sleeping. Right, yeah. right. Like, what if that's the same thing when you die? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Quick question. why do I have to sacrifice myself? So, you, you said at, in high school, you be, that's kind of when you began to realize, like, yo, I like women. Um, how old were you, and what was that process like? Like, um, just... At what point did you start to feel that way? And at what point did you make the decision like, you know what, this is what I'm gonna do? I was 14 when I started like, hmm, I find my eyes, you know what I'm saying, looking a different way than society should say I should be looking. You know what I'm saying? Um, But you guys, David, like I was a player. I had mad boyfriends. We'd be playing basketball at Campbell. Mm -hmm. Boys would still be trying to kick it to me. And I entertained them, you know what I'm saying? And that's why I felt like when I identified that about myself and then I made the decision, I gave myself the chance to, you know what I'm saying? So I was 17 when I finally did make that decision and then I ended up getting locked up a couple months later. So 
I mean, I'm locked up for four years with women that basically just solidify what, yeah, where I yeah. was already veering towards. You know what I'm saying? Now, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Because before you, you went in, uh, before you went to prison, I don't think um, you had came out yet, right? Like, before you went, you, you didn't tell us. No. Yet, right. It was when you came home. Right. And so, um, going in, like, before you came home and you told everybody, what what prevented you from sharing with? Because at the, that at that time we you was you know we were together you know all the time we hung right. out you know what I mean and I even and me me and D was tight like we, we used to smoke together we used to do dirt together like we was tight tight you know and she never even told me that she uh, was gay you know what I'm saying so. Um, you know, I you know I used to ask her like, yo, you know what's you know you you got a boyfriend or you know and and there was a couple of dudes that we talked about and con- yeah. you know what I'm saying so at that time what what was kind of preventing you from uh, from from telling your family and, and talking it out with family and well you know for one my mom's side is obvious right <laughs> they're the Pentecostals they're gonna banish me to hell they might disown me. Uh, and then as far as with our side, like like I said, I was still trying to figure that out about myself. Mm. And I'm the type of person that I don't speak on something unless I'm sure about it. So, you know, that's why that never happened. But then when I came home, and you could ask Pops, mm-hmm. I came home and then maybe a, about a week into me being home, me and my dad's figuring out plans to link up. And I was like, hey, would you like to meet my girlfriend? Like, can I bring her over? And he's like, yeah, of course. And it was just so simple. And he was just so accepting. And it's like, for one, why can't everybody get that? Mm -hmm. And then for two, like, why can't I get that from mainly the person that matters to me the most? You know what I'm saying? My grandmother. Everybody else can kick rocks. But as I stated earlier, like, I never want to let her down. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's 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 how that happened. And then obviously from there, you know, uh, you know, everybody found out on mm-hmm. our side. But I mean, so did, let me ask you this: Did your family at all disown you? Was there a phase? Was there? No. Okay, so they, no. they, they never actually... No, but I, what helps, too, is that uh, my brothers on my mom's side are gay as well. Okay. And they were just out there with it, like, pfft. it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like their shock value helped my case a little bit. Yeah. Now, are these older brothers or are these... No, I'm the oldest. You're the oldest, okay. Yeah. So these are younger brothers. But yeah. they, I don't know, she's not talking about me, guys. Your boy got some sweet caramel at the crib waiting for me, you know what I'm saying? Her name is Anissa. Type Nike suit. Yo, T got joke. Yo, Jack, yo, T. T, I'm going to throw some back at you now. Yo, Mr. Kool-Aid. Oh, my God. Oh, oh man! man. <laughs> Go ahead, Kurt. <laughs> so did 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 they come out first, or was you know what I'm saying like? Yeah, they they, they came out. So they, they came, came out, out while I was in jail. While you okay? Okay. And the whole time I was locked up, like I don't feel like that's a a proper time to make that announcement to your family. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, 
So, in a sense, I held out while I was locked up mm-hmm. from telling them. So now, but, was was that a part of your your questioning? Like, was 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 this something that you were really wrestling with when it comes to the faith? Like you, you talked about the identity of Christ. Now, is this something that you know throughout high school or or earlier? What you said, fourteen, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, was this like one of the main things that you you were wrestling with and contending about the faith? Yes, when I got older. And did, and then did you have conversations with anybody, or was there like? Any, I did. I, I did actually. So, um, as I as I stated, I had the time and the opportunity to study other religions. So I was locked up. That was my time. Mm-hmm. So during that time, I did Catholic classes. I was in the choir. Like uh, I did Muslim classes, which I ended up converting to Islam while I was locked up. And it was mainly because they are, contrary to the media and popular belief, they are a very tolerant religion. Hmm. So when I was going to the to Juma and, and the classes throughout the week, and I was talking to the imam and you know my peers, mm-hmm. um, they never focused on the fact that I was gay. You know what I'm saying? They're like, it's all right. A, Allah, which is God, it's God mm-hmm. in Arabic. It's not a different God. No, no, I understand. It's, okay, it's just the translation. The, the thing, yeah. Okay. The term. So you know they'll be like, Allah will take care of it, or Allah will answer your questions. Just you know these are the studies. This is how we pray. Like just you know, mm-hmm. peace. You know, get your mind right. Like that's what was taught to me. Yeah. So that's why I ended up converting to Islam. Okay. Um. So, yeah, so then I did, you know, I, I still practice the beliefs. I just don't go to Juma, and that's really just because of my schedule. Uh, I work, go to school, so kind of too busy. Um, but another thing that I liked about the welcoming nature of them were the prayer times. <coughs> I felt so at peace. Mm. And it really got you to a meditative state. And on Juma days, everybody prays together. So it's like you're getting that combined energy of peace. And it's just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's one of the best feelings that I ever had. And I was excited because I'm like, oh, I found something that works for me. <coughs> so towards the end of my bed, uh, I was working facilities and my boss at the time, uh, he was a pastor. I forgot what the denomination, but we were chatting religion and stuff. And he was like, you know, I, I preach to my congregation all the time. I tell them like, we're all on different paths to the same destination. So what you do or what she does doesn't make it wrong. We might all end up at the same place anyway. And this is coming from a pastor. <coughs> so when I was told that, that that really opened my mind to like, maybe it's true. Maybe we all do have different paths to the same destination. Saying, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, so even if I am practicing Islam, I'm still going to see my brother, mm-hmm. a Christian, in heaven or paradise, whatever you want to call it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So 
that kind of solidified where you were going. You think? Yeah. When, when he kind of when he said that, now this is coming from a Christian pastor, right? He says that to you. That kind of like that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So that 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 was the most pivotal point. Okay. And this journey of mine, because he made me feel like it was okay to practice something different mm. and still get the same result. So I come home. Um, And just, you know, I'm just, now now I'm home. Now I'm just existing back in society. Yeah. You know, life catches up. I stopped going to Jumas. But I'm still standing firm on, on like. And that's Friday the, night service, right? Yes. Yeah, for, for, for Islam, they have their Friday night services. Yeah. So, so let me ask you that. What, so you stopped going to Juma, right? Right. Okay. Why? Just life. Okay. Work and school, I was on parole, so, so you I was just really just trying to keep my parole officer off my back, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I I made sure I scheduled my work time in the evening so that it would give me time past eight to be outside, because <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just like, you come home, I got to be home by eight, mm -hmm. you know, like, I just did four years, like, you know, so... That's why that happened. And then I was going to I was going to school. I was at MCC, so I was scheduling my classes in the morning. So like, I just I I intentionally made my schedule full, but it was like I said to keep my parole officer off my back. Okay. So it wasn't intentionally like, oh, I'm gonna stop going to Juma because I need the work, or it, it was just more so like. This lady keep, you know, she's on my back, she's on my back. I'ma pick up another class, I'ma pick up another shift. You know what I'm saying? Just to keep this okay. lady off my and she would like, cause at the time I worked at the hospital in the parking garage, and I would see her come. Checking on you. Checking on me. It's their job. Right. It's they it's their <laughs> job. It's their job, but I got my first job. Ask him. I was yeah. home not even a week. Got my first job. Yeah, back on it. Yeah. Right. Back like, I feel you. I'm the one you don't need to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, all right. So, it seems like even within Islam, you kind of, you're not fully there as well, right? Like, from a practice standpoint? Yeah, no. Nah, okay. Not from a, I mean, right. I still don't eat pork. Yeah, okay. Um, And, you know, other things. But other than that, like I said, I haven't been to, to any services or anything. Okay. For years. All right, so it, it, your life uh, has taken some turns and, and some, some, some twists, and I think that's true of, of so many other people. Um, let's kind of rein this in here. Um, there's two things I, I just want to push on you and push against you. Um, and like I said, you don't have to be receptive to anything I say. Uh, first, I think what you've experienced growing up traditionally in the church is not the same as experiencing God and his power, right? Because I went through the same thing. Grew up in the church. I had a belief system. But Christ didn't meet me until I was older, in my early 20s. And it wasn't even in a church. It was in my apartment. I opened this book, started reading it. And I felt like he was speaking to me. My point, though, is that the gospel properly presented and shared 
if a person comes to a point of belief in the gospel, it says that it is power unto a person, first for salvation and then for this walk with him eternally until transformation, this continual transformation within the believer. But it's power in this way that it deals with the heart of a man or a woman, inwardly, not externally. In other words, I can, I can, there's a lot of people who attend church every day ain't right with God. Clearly, I mean, it's just, even the scripture gives the analogy of wheat and tares, of goat and sheep, right? There's a difference, though they may be similar. Wolves and sheep clothing. You know, definitely wolves and sheep clothing. But those, that's coming from leaders who, 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 and I would say that the pastor who spoke to you that, as a pastor, as a shepherd who deals with people, who's trying to lead people based on truth, right? I'm just coming from my what he shared with you was a lie. Yeah. That's just me. That's where I stand. And irresponsible. That's what I be, and very irresponsible as a shepherd. Now, he's going to have to stand before the Lord and give an account to what he told you. Okay? But, so, my point first is that what you experienced versus those who have encountered Christ, is the difference is power. Transforming power inwardly. Okay. Secondly, the identity of Christ, right? This is kind of what you touched on early in the beginning. Mm -hmm. The identity of Christ, I understand what you're trying to say reason-wise. In the commandments, don't make any, you know, idols. Mm -hmm. Don't build any idols. Don't, don't uh, uh, worship any other idols. However, Jesus proclaims to be God, and he does it numerous occasions. First and foremost, he's born of the Spirit. Okay. And that means he's birthed by, by the Spirit of God. But where he does major declarations and through it, the book of John is in the I am statements. And I'll give you uh, uh, John chapter 8. In the end, he's having a conversation with the religious leaders. And he tells them, before Abraham was, I am. I am. And in the Greek is ego a me. That is same transliteration from the Aramaic that you find in Exodus, when he told Mo, when Moses asked him, I don't even know your name, what do I say to the people? I am, I am that, that I am. I am. Right. Now, for Jesus to make that statement, he's putting himself equal to the God of, Mo, of God of Exodus, right? In doing so, the response from the Pharisees tells us a lot. When he said that, they wanted to kill him right away because it was blasphemy to them. To them. Yeah. To them. So either Jesus is saying something that is true or he's a blasphemer. One of the two. Right. Right. So that, that's where he gives us like, man, that's a, I got to make a decision on that. So that's just one area I'm pushing back on you in this area. That's the three L's. Jesus is either a Lord, a lunatic, or a liar. Yeah. So, so, and, and so my, my encouragement to you, Dari, right, um, and, and these dudes will jump in probably accordingly, um, you may disagree with me on this. I think you have failed to yet meet Jesus Christ as Savior. You may have heard about him, may know about him. I don't know if I agree with him, but Savior and the compassion that comes with that, the love that comes with that, the mercy that he has demonstrated, and then understanding his work versus what we may try to do on this side. Because I don't agree with you where all these different journeys lead to one path. I actually had a conversation with uh, um, 
I graduated from Roberts Wesleyan College in religion and philosophy. When mm-hmm. I first was hired, I was uh, hired at a company where the pr- the owner was also a, a tenured professor, and his and he taught New Age philosophy. He was an Indian guy, and we would have conversations, and he had that same same belief system. Just put in a nutshell, and I I clearly did not agree with him in that area. Cordial, respectful. Gave me a chance, gave me an opportunity to, you know, work and pay my bills. But when you really look at any religion as a whole and you start getting to the nuts and bolts of it, for the most part, there's clear dividing lines. There are clear dividing lines. If you really get to them, you really break it down, you go into their sacred text, whatever they may be, they're clear dividing lines, meaning this is really the truth versus what other people talk about or speak about. And so... With that being said, this is the battle I think all of humans are in right now. The battle for what you believe. And this is the thing. You can, in the freedom and God's economy is that he allows you to have choice. It's your decision not to believe him in any of these areas. It's your decision to say, I believe this. And I'm, I don't care what you tell me because that's what I believe. But in the long run, what is truth? Because there is no one else who has ever claimed this about themselves. Jesus says, I am truth. That's bonkers to me, that statement. John 14, 6, actually, what it really means is, I am the only truth, the, the only, only truth. way, and yeah. the only life. No one gets to the Father except through me. Um, real quick, though, um, Dari, because Dari, me and Dari was on the phone for like two hours yesterday. Great conversation. Yeah. Is it okay if I talk about our conversation yesterday? Yeah. Okay. Um, she asked me a very, very good question, and I want, I want, I want to pose the question to you guys, and uh, you know we can all respectfully give our answer in love. She said, "Dave, um, you know I love, I love my girlfriend just the way wife, wife, yeah. wife. Yeah. I love my wife just the way you love your wife, and I have ninety nine good things going for me." And I, I really love yeah. my wife. Why, why, it, why should I, you know, be deemed according to Scripture, um, condemned or going to hell um, for for my love that I have for my wife? Like, you, you know, I love her, and and she asked me that question. Um, what? How would you guys answer that question? She she's dealing with. And this is a, a question. I just had shout out to my boy Michael Mineta. Just had breakfast with him. He actually asked me the same exact question mm. today. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Yo, you know." He's like, "I have, you know, I, I was in, I was in a lot of acting classes, a lot of music classes." He's like, "You know, he's straight." He's like, "I'm straight, but a lot of my friends, you know, growing up were gay, you know." And he's like, "Why should they? You know, these are good people. They're great people. You know, why should?" You know why? Why? Why do Christians condemn them? And that's a good question. And I think, to be fair, to be fair, um, you know, there are people who claim to be Christians who, who, you know, are abusive with their words yeah, towards the homosexual community. Yeah, and they are not a good testimony for the church. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that. And, yeah. and so, coming from brothers who are genuine and authentic, like y'all, who can you know, express truth and love and compassion, how would y'all answer that question? Um, I, I would say that 
uh, number one, the interpretation of love is subjective at that point. Um, we have to just deal with the reality that when, you, when you're talking about the Christian faith, um, you're talking about something that is established. Like, we don't get to establish that. That's, that belongs to God. That's, this is his. So we don't get to dictate the terms of what is acceptable to him and, and his interpretations. So we look at love from a lens of how we interpret what love is. But are we truly looking at it from what God says love is? So when, you, when we say, I love my wife, why is that a bad thing? Well, it's because it's based upon your interpretation of love. Is it his interpretation of love? And that's where we have to then do some examination. And do we really know what is his interpretation of love? What does it mean to love like God loves? What is the proper example for me to love the way God loves? Um, so when, when you answer that question, then I think you can get to the heart. And, and Expound on, on, on what is love according to scripture so, or you according know, to God. Well, before I do what that, let me, that? let me go to what I think a lot of us, even in the church, you know, mm -hmm. we, we, when we interpret love, we usually break it down the way the Greeks broke it down, which is agape, phileo, and I forget what the other one is. Um, eros, 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 erotic love. Right. And if you actually do a study on, on those terms and those definitions, um, these are very perverted terms. Even agape love mm. is actually perverted. If you do um, an examination and you actually go in some deep study, you'll find that this is not godly at all because this was more of an erotic and, and very foul if you go back and do the study. So even that, but we use that, you know, to think, okay, so there's three levels of love. There's the level that, you know, God loves people, which means what we're really saying is that, you know, he's unconditional, right? He's, he's got a level of, like, forgiveness that we just can't reach, okay? And then you got the phileo uh, or Philadelphia, brotherly, brotherly which is the, the, you know, brotherly love. You know, we, we just, you know, that's my brother, that's my dog, you know what I mean? All right, you know, we cool. Then you have your eros, which is the passionate, you know, quote unquote love, which was really, if you do a study, that's about lust. It's mm -hmm. not even about yeah. true love, it's about mm -hmm. lusting mm -hmm. after someone. But nevertheless, the way we, again, define it is that, you know, that's between a man and his wife, right? So we separate love into three different compartments and how it's, it's, it's demonstrated and exemplified. But then let's go to scripture and can we find these, these same examples that we've used to describe love, can we see that in scripture? Do we see an interpretation of agape? Do we see an interpretation of eros? Do we see an interpretation of uh, Philadelphia? Do we see that God's love is, is compartmentalized, and let's say, into, into three segments? And I would have said maybe a couple of years ago, yeah, I think you could see that. And I, and, and I can say that you can see an argument for that. But it wasn't until about two years ago my stance on that changed. No, I see one love. I see God's love, period. I don't see three different types of love. But we have a way that it can be expressed. I love you with God's love. And, and the reason why I say this is because 
I was uh, talking with my wife about an issue that we have a family member that something's going on and whatnot, and um, and there was a time that me and my wife we we split up for a little while, <clears throat> and she asked me the question about you know oh no actually she made the statement that you know I don't want to be um, married to somebody who only wants to be with me because they love the Lord, right? Now I want them to love me, and it just. As she was saying, I'm like, no, actually you do. I'm like, that's why I'm here. You, you realize I'm here because I love the Lord. And, and, and the reason I explained that to her, I said, because you got to understand, I don't know how to love you properly. I, I can mimic it. I, I think I have an idea, but I really don't know how to love you. God knows how to love you. So what brought me back is that I had to go to God and ask him, teach me how to love my wife. But that means now I had to have his love because I know he loves my wife. Now you got to give me that. Whatever you got for her, you got to give it to me so that I can properly love her the way you do. Mm -hmm. So even the love that I'm sharing with my wife, it's really not mine. It's his. Because my interpretation of love at times is skewed. Because society tells me, you know, this is how you're supposed to love your wife. The movies tell me, this is how you're supposed to love your wife. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and my wife is saying, this is how I want you to love me. But God is telling me, no, this is the way I love your wife. And this is the way I want you to do it. So I think, you know, when, when you, and again, you get, but that comes from the lens of understanding that when you come to the Christian faith, you're coming to something that's already established, not something that we get to dictate the terms and redefine for ourselves, we gotta just come up under it and try to get an understanding of, okay, Lord, how do I make this work for me then? How do I come up, how do I submit myself to this and make this work in my life? Because I don't understand it. I, and, and even to this day, we have questions. There's things that we still grapple with, mm -hmm. but we, we gotta come to a place where, of acceptance that, listen, this is established by God. And I may have some questions but I gotta allow him to help me navigate through that minefield of you know all of these you know these questions. Mm -hmm. oh, does anyone else want to yeah. give a shot at that? Uh, so what, yo, if if you know people out there, you know they have same sex attraction, same sex marriage. They're like, yo, listen, I love this person. Like I love them. I genuinely love them. The answer that Kurt gave that's a hard answer to take because. Yeah. Um, I, I actually have a different perspective from Kurt, though, but I want to hear Chain. Well, check it. I ain't going to say so many words. You know, Chain. Chain the Whisperer. Pay attention. Pay attention. I only got a couple words. <laughs> now, listen, the Whisperer, back in the days, I had mad shorties. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Whisperer was, you know what I mean? Oh, the Lady hey, Whisperer. Yo. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, the Lady Whisperer. Hey, yo, respect to my wife. You know what I mean? Yo, but, yo, the Lady Whisperer. I, they couldn't hear me, but. No, no, no. He no, just no, blew no. on their ear and they ah, they fell in love. No, no. Yeah. But 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 in all seriousness, I I have a sister that's gay too. So it's sensitive to me. Alright. And in simple words, I could see God's loving her through her pain. Like the questions that she's constantly asking. Like, why, why, why? That is God's love. She is battling through that. It's like the Lord says that it's written in our hearts, right? 
I, I could see it fighting in there. Now, there's times where, you know, she she, she forgets about it and, and she does good. And she, she's a nurse, so she's doing very well for herself. You know what I mean? But every so often, she'll come down to tears, similar, asking why. And, and that is God's love, I feel. So you're saying that's the the Holy Spirit kind of ministering to her, kind of causing that, that conflict. Yes, yes. There will never be. God's written on every man's heart. There will never be no peace. You know what I mean? So to come at you and say, that ain't right, or or, you're going to hell, that's, no, no, no. I I love my sister dearly, and I know I'm never going to get at her like that. You know what I mean? But I could see God loving her. You know what I mean? So. That battle, as much as you see it like, like, like I don't like religion, God loves you. Mm. And there will never be no peace. And, and because there's no peace, that is the full love of God. Mm. Hmm. Interesting mm. perspective. Beautiful answer. Um, Luke. But I would just say this. Um, it's, a, it's a great question. But it's not a question that's just designated for the for the LGBTQ uh, community. Amen. True indeed. True that's, indeed. That's a question that is for every person outside of Christ. That's right. Mm-hmm. Because there's normal heterosexual people who's like, yo, but I'm a good dude. I, you know, I, I live life. I go to yep. work. Yep. I don't steal. I don't. I don't do any of these things. So why would? Why am I subject to eternal punishment? Um, and it, it just that question is goes across to anybody outside of Christ. The reality is this: um, if He is God, let's just let's just put it: if He is God, if if God the Creator, Jesus Christ His Son, and His Holy Spirit are intertwined, they're working in this world, and they've told us they're trying to save men from a judgment to come I have to evaluate that is that true mm-hmm. is this true is this real secondly this is the thing this judgment is declared to me that it's already been taken by God becoming a man and dying innocently on a cross and not only that, resurrecting three days later so that death, though we may experience it in this carnal standpoint, but separation from God is no longer my promise. No, eternal living with the creator who designed me, who saw me in the womb of my mom, who despite my mom abandoning me, my father abandoning me, despite... Uh, the difficulties of growing up in the home that I had, despite the traumas that I've been through, he still was intertwined in my life, even when I could not recognize it, right? He's still reaching out to me and trying to get my attention and trying to show me that I'm the truth. And that that judgment is not on me any longer. It's not for me. No, in fact, what he offers is something greater and something better, which is life with him, who is the creator of all things. Now, that don't necessarily satisfy the answer for some of these people who are struggling with this. 
That's not a good enough answer sometimes. And what it come down, what it really comes down to is, do I just really believe this or I don't? Yeah. Or what you're telling me, right. is that really true or isn't? And if we come back to the law of God, right, um, in that first commandment, love the Lord your God. The key is, do I even know who that God is? Mm -hmm. Because how can I love somebody I don't know? You know your wife. I know my wife. I know who I'm in relationship. I know my kids. But if I never get to know the one who created me, how can I love him? And so this is where it comes down to someone is explaining it to us. Not all the times very well. Not all the times even right. So a lot of sheeps, a lot of wolves in sheep's clothing that are deceiving people. But if God brings me into a community of people, whether co-workers or fellow students or family members that are telling me truthful things, do I just easily dismiss it? Or do I evaluate it and say, you know, is this really true? See, the struggle for humanity is sin. It's always sin. We love it more than we love God. I was there. I've been there. I know what that's like. I love my sin more than I love God. So that's really the question at hand. It's not that oh, I'm a good dude. I do, I do what I need to do. No, it's I love my sin more than the one who loves me. That's the struggle. I don't care where. You, that's where it comes down to. And, and this is the thing. I can't, like Kurt said, I can't redefine what sin is. It's not even, I was born, listen, we all been born into this world and it ain't even fair, bro. I'm going to keep it 100. That's how I think. <laughs> it's not fair. This life is not fair, bro. It's not. I'm a pastor. I preach. This life is not fair, bro. It is not fair at all. And it's because of sin. Sin makes it unfair. And this is the thing, sin not only from people who've done me wrong, my family who've done me wrong, but the sin that I, where I have done wrong to others and even done wrong unto God, most, most importantly. So mm. I said a lot there, but. No, no, no it's that, good. I, it's, that's great. Um, I kind of, I want to build on what you said. I, that's why I pointed to you. You gave me the Bible. <laughs> I, I was pointing to you like that. That's kind of where I was at because, oh, okay. you know, when people say like, yo, I love like, so, just, you know, for specific, specificity purposes. You try to use words like me, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be eloquent, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to be eloquent, you know. But to be specific, right, when somebody who has the same-sex attraction or same-sex marriage says, like, yo, I love my spouse, um, why should I, why should I, you know, be condemned for that? Um... I truly believe with all my heart that they have a sincere and authentic love for their spouse. I'll I tell agree you, with I, that. I'll tell you why. I agree with that. Um, John 3.16, it says, For God so loved the world, for God so agape the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. The, the word is agape, right? And so the Greek word, it means to love, wish well, to take pleasure in, long for, um, denotes the love of reason, esteem, and then you go to the word study, and it means properly to prefer to love. I prefer to put in my affections, my emotions, my heart and soul, my body into this thing that I love. 
right? That's what God did for us, right? All right? He, he put his love, his heart, his body, his literal body for the world that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. That's the type of love. In the same chapter, right? In the same chapter, right? It's, it's in verse 19 of, of chapter 3. It says, there you go. It, it says, in this is the condemnation that the light has come into the world and mon men love darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. It's the same word. Men, people, they, and, and this is not like to say, this is all of us. This is all of us. Even as believers, yeah. sometimes oh, I love anime more than I love y'all. I'm going to keep it real with y'all. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> sometimes I love anime more than I love y'all. And I got to repent. But like, Lord, I've been watching too much anime. Let me go and pray and read my Bible because <laughs> my mind is being corrupted. But I say all that to say this, that we've been, we've been talking about it in the text chat. Orthodoxy, orthopraxy, orthopathy, all right? God wants us to, to, to believe the right thing, okay? To feel the right thing mm -hmm. and to practice the right thing. And I, I've been doing a Bible study that I'm going to just kind of give y'all like a little, um, just a little bit of insight to. Proverbs 4.23 says, Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The Hebrew word for heart is lab. And it means inner man, mind, will, and heart. All Soul right? of a man. Look, look at that. It says, um, just the word heart by itself is talking about the will of man. That is the, the, the desire, decisions, and the practice. Okay? The intellect of man. That is the way we think. That is orthodoxy, what we believe. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And then it says the um, uh, the word is also used figuratively for very, uh, for very widely for the feelings. God wants our feelings to be in check with him. He wants our emotions to be in check. He wants us to love who he calls us to love. Go ahead. No, uh, so, no, yeah. this is where the power of salvation yeah. comes in. Yeah. Like, this is, this is where the church is to be different from any other entity out in this world. That these things that you're talking about, as they should be demonstrated in believers, it doesn't mean it always happens. But yeah, we for we the one short. who is subject to Christ... Mm -hmm. Where they and this is language that we don't understand. And, and Dari, I apologize. We going too far. Yes, yo, we love you. Like, yo. I love you. Right? So, she nah, almost nah, had nah, me nah. crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel but, you. I love but, my sister too. This is like the Bible uses terminology that's very foreign to us here in, in, in America. He is Lord. <laughs> that don't. That's not normal yeah. to us. I don't care what yeah. what position, what class, what race you are. That's not necessarily normal to us yeah. today. So we don't understand what that means as Lord. But even when he is Lord, that means I want to submit myself to him as master and whatever he desires. That includes all those things you just talked about. But he's not a dictator. Right? It's very strange. I, this is where who God is and his character is beyond us. I, let me tag team back in on this one then. So where I was going was he wants us, right, 
to have the right affections and love and feelings for who he calls us to love. And he wants us to love our brothers and sisters in Christ in a way that he calls us to love. So my answer to, to, to that question, when someone says, yo, I, I love, you know, same-sex marriage, same-sex attraction, I love my spouse, I, I would say talk to God. Talk to God of Scripture. Talk to Jesus Christ and tell him, listen, this is how I love this person. Yeah, if, see, it's, if it's an issue, yeah, I think that if it's an issue, teach me how you want me to love them. Yeah, I think that just kind of confirms what I was saying. Mm -hmm. That our definition is different from his definition, yeah. or even his method of how to express it. That, you see what I'm saying? The method so, of how to express it. Yes. That's why I said. And then go back to what the scriptures say about God and love. It says that God is, is love, love, right? So if God is love, that means he is the source. Bro, that's... Yeah, that's deep, bro. Bro, bro I, I can preach right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're already preaching, bro. <laughs> but <laughs> but he's the source, right? So that means he is the origin, the originator of, of whatever this, this thing we call love, love yeah. right? So to do that properly, I need him. I need how he thinks. I need I need his orthodoxy. I need his orthopraxy. I need his orthopath. I have to have him in order to operate in this to its full capacity. Mm. Otherwise, I am cheapening. I I am I it's am partial. robbing people. It's partial of what love could really be apart from God. Because because my my wife asked me about well what about you know uh, there's a family member that you know they got a great relationship. They're not following the Lord. They're not really believers. You know what I mean? But they got a great relationship. And I said, listen, babe, that, that love is cheap. It's a mimic. Because until you come into loving because you love him and because you're allowing him to love through you, man, we don't really know what love is. Right? And, and, and it, one of the examples that I gave her, uh, and I think I might have expressed it here before, but... Uh, a couple years ago, I bought my wife a new wedding ring, right? And my wife had been bugging me for years, you know what I mean? And I told her I wanted to get her a ring anyway, so I went and bought her a new ring. Nevertheless, I, the first time I proposed to my wife, I didn't get down on my knees. I have a thing against that, but nevertheless. That's Kurt. That's, that's, just, that's, Kurt just, me. that's just Kurt for you, man. That's just that's Kurt. Kurt. That's, that's Kurt. That's Kurt. That's Kurt legalism. Know, they already know. <laughs> So, so I'm coming home, right? I just bought the ring. I'm coming home, and 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 I'm like, yo, okay. I'm thinking all of these different ways that I can give this this gift to my wife, right? And so I'm thinking of, you know, man, go to a restaurant, put it in a cake or something. I was going out to my grandma, I can have my grandmother do something, you know. I'm coming up all this way, and then I hear a voice. Just get down on your knee. Mm. What? <laughs> I'm yo, and I'm I'm, I'm 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 driving. I'm like nah, you know what I'm saying. So I'm I'm like nah, just you know what I mean. And I'm still thinking of other ways. And then I hear a voice again. Just get down on your knee. And I'm like, oh, okay, hold on, man. This, and I'm so I'm fighting it, right? Until, and I believe this was the spirit of God speaking, man. Who is this for? What will make her happy? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, dad, dad, 
Because at that moment, even though I'm doing a good thing, but who am I doing it for, right? I'm doing it for her. And if it was left up to me, it would have been in a piece of cake. <laughs> but it meant more to her. So the spirit led me to love my wife the way she deserves mm. to be loved. Okay. And so I was obedient in that. Got home. Okay. Tell you, fighting it the whole way, man. Fighting. Fighting the Lord. <laughs> right? I get down on my knee. And my wife, she enjoys it. And you know, she's, she loves it to the point where she's telling people, told my grandmother, my grandmother makes me do it again at her house. <laughs> <laughs> Doubled it but up. It, I say that because that didn't come from me. Even though if you were to ask me, I would say, yeah, of course I love my wife. Power and spirit. Of course. That's why I went and bought you the dad blasted ring. You know how much money I had to spend on that ring? And you're going to ask me if I love you or not? Are you serious? But what means more? Was it the money spent or was it the sacrifice? See, that's when real love starts to tip in is what are you willing to sacrifice? What are you willing to give up? That's when I believe true love, that's, that, that can only come from the Well, listen, that happens. Now, let me say this. That kind of sacrificial love happens a lot in secular relationships, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. But can we apply that to God? That's different, right? But listen, we... Uh, I want to give Dari some, some time. We kind of we took over. Yeah, yeah, we we took over. My bad, Dari. I'm observing. Uh, I'm listening. Yeah, no. But no, like we've said a lot. We've said a lot, right? And and and, and we got to close up too. It's Super Bowl Sunday. But no, no, bro. It's Super Bowl Sunday. I need to go eat. <laughs> no, no. I want to hear like there's a lot we've said. What's flooding in your mind? Uh, what's coming through your mind right now? You could, I mean, obviously agree to disagree, whatever. Yeah. What, what, are you, what are you thinking right now with everything we said? Um, respectfully, you know, I, you guys are staying your peace, you know, but I, I, I still remain solid in mine. No doubt, no saying? doubt, yeah. Uh, but that's that's respectfully, like. Yeah, no, nah, listen, like it's no like, smoke, yeah. be cool, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> nah. But um I don't know, like I, just, I I I really I really can't say. Okay. I really can't say honestly. You know what I'm saying? Cuz you know, what can you say to a group of people who y'all said what y'all said? Y'all go off the book and that's it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like what can really be said other than we can all agree to disagree. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and I will say this too, uh, you know, it, for me at least, it's not just going off of the book for me. Uh, there's an experience that is not written in the book that I've had that causes me to reinforce what I do by what I see in the book. Mm. Right. A testimony. That's what it becomes. Mm -hmm. So I would say, um, and like you said, I mean, we, we, we you know, I, I don't expect you to, to be converted. <laughs> oh, oh, but people praying though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right now, I don't expect you to walk away like, yo, I'm serving the Lord. I'm, I'm back. You know, I don't expect none of that. But let me just encourage you in this, because while you were talking. I feel like this, and this is just my, my humble, humble um, uh, opinion, uh -huh. that 
God wasn't really given a fair opportunity with you. What I mean by that is much of the answers that you seem to have gotten, and I could be wrong, but it seems that way, much of the answers you've gotten are from men, people. You know, they're not just a man, yeah. but you know, people, right? And people's interpretation of what is supposed to be divine. And that's what I mean by Christianity, if you will, or the faith that we come to is already established. I think you still need to go to the source and ask, all right, prove it. If this is what you're saying, if this is what, if this is the way that, that you, if you got it, and there's you out there and this is what it is, prove it. And then I second that. That, that. Me too. Because the one thing I know about God, we can sit here and talk all day and give all these interpretations, explanations. Ain't gonna mean a thing until He reveals Himself to you. And I think that that still needs to happen. That there needs to be, as Lou alluded to, an encounter where God reveals Himself. And sometimes that comes through us challenging. I, I, I'm always telling people, man, question God. God is big enough he can take it. Question him. You know, you got issues? You think this is wrong? Go to him and say, yo, I'm not cool with this. What's up? Mm. Prove it. And, and maybe that's something that, you know, you still... So when, when you say, uh, when you say I, I haven't had that relationship, are you saying in a sense, in a congregational sense? No, no. Mm -mm. Because I'm talking about just you... And, and well, the that's the thing. Like, I feel like I have a relationship it, with God. Mm. It's just not attached to any denomination. Like, I pray. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, a couple months ago, I was trying to get this cook job. Prayed on it. You know, just on the way to the interview. Like, all right, God, I done bought these these chef knives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Let mm. me get this job. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just guide my words and. I ended up getting the job like okay, and okay. that's another reason why like I kind of stand on like how I feel you know what I'm saying because mm -hmm. I still feel like I get blessed you know what I'm saying like I still feel like I can have a conversation with God mm. and have himself reveal himself to me mm. through you know my blessings or whatnot you know what I'm saying like and this is all while I'm in the relationship that I'm in. So that's why, no disrespect, I don't mm -hmm. feel like I'm wrong in my love. Because if I was really banished to hell, God won't be doing me no favors. That's not necessarily true. And I have true, been... And, and, and what I mean by that is that God pours his rain and his sunshine on the righteous and the wicked it's god knows what you need and because he is love he will provide for you no matter what it's just his nature he can't deny himself so i just wanted to push back okay. on that that's what i believe right, so, right, right. but go ahead go ahead keep finishing but not nah, just to make a long story short like despite that i'm not attached to any denomination like i still have a belief in god i feel like i have my own relationship with god and i feel like just what I've gone through, like, I could have died a few times. I was out here in these streets. That's Dave. Like, 
I was out here happy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and there was a few times where I know God or somebody was watching over me because, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it, and I remember those things. You know what I'm saying? So, and like I said, like I'm continually blessed. I'm blessed to be blessed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just that, like I said, I'm just not attached to no denomination. I ultimately believe, because as I stated, like, I've gotten the best parts out of all the religions that I've studied and kind of, like, created my own thing in a sense. Mm -hmm. Like, my personal and humble opinion is that if your good outweigh the bad when you die and there really is a set of pearly gates waiting for us, I think that's what's going to matter. And I think that's what's going to... Because there's a lot of people that hold that position, and I would say this for anyone who holds what Dari just said. Like, my question then would be this. Where do you get your authoritative position to hold that, right? There's got to be a source by which you say, okay, I got all these different things. I'm doing well in all these different areas. I'm even not even the person I used to be 10, 5 years, 5, 10 years ago. At what point, and I'm going to just leave this as a question because I want to close out. Yeah. <laughs> think about this, Dari, and think about anybody else listening. If you have that kind of mindset where, well, this is my authority based on, well, I'm doing this. I believe in a God, but I live my life how I believe is right. Where's that authority coming from? So with that said, think about it. Any final comments uh, before we bounce out this joint? I appreciate y'all for having me. I love Hear you, Dari. <laughs> no, bro, love you. I love you. Yeah, it was. Yo, this was thorough conversation. It allowed us to have, you know, some good theological um, speaking. But no, Dari, thank you for being transparent and um, sharing. Yeah, um, thank you. And even with a group of dudes who 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 hold our position, you know. Been you were you were willing to come here, yeah. yeah you were yeah. willing to come here, so yeah. Shout out to Doug. Yeah, shout out yeah. for that, man, for real. No doubt. Whisper, you got anything you want to say? <laughs> oh, oh, my Whisper bad. To you, the masses. You ain't hear me? My bad. <laughs> what about you, Kurt? Nah. Anything? No, I'm good. I'm good. No doubt. All nah, right, we well, respect, Lori. We we love you, man. Yeah, for we real. Love you. For real. I don't even know you, but I feel like the love is mutual. Yeah, no I doubt. I felt the energy in the room. No doubt. <laughs> All right, well, listen, Task Nation, keep riding. Task Crew gonna keep driving. We out. See? See? See?